Adventures in Artslandia is brought to you this week by Frame Central, whose mission is to bring your art to life and your life to art. Visit pnwframing.com for all their locations and services. Why do we sound so good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. Today, I'm talking to Violetta Picayo. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, you did. That was amazing. Yay! Who will be playing Margaret <laughs> Dashwood in Portland Center Stage's Sense and Sensibility by Kate Hamill. It previews on January 12th and opens on January 18th, and it's based on the novel by Jane Austen and directed by Eric Tucker. Hey, Violetta, welcome. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So the Boston Globe said Jane Austen is alive and well and rolling on casters. And Ben Brantley said, pray, do not be alarmed, gentle readers. But I am here to tell you that Jane Austen has been pumped full of helium. Can you speak a little <laughs> bit to those quotes? Yeah, um, I think that those are two great quotes that really capture the the spirit of this production um, in sort of the different it's taken over the years, but also in the amazing script that Kate Hamill has written. And part of what I think is so brilliant about Kate Hamill's work is that she really takes, she understands um, Austin in the context of her own time so incredibly mm-hmm. and has really, I think, continues to deliver that to contemporary audiences in a way that sort of similar to how I imagine Austin would be perceived among her peers. Mm. So that spirit of play and being surprised by a story that we all think we know, um, sort of the things we see over and over again in society and providing a new angle on that. Um, I think those quotes capture that pretty well. And the novel is full of the notion of values in society and gossip and the frailties of being human. Which of the values of the piece speak to you really clearly? Oh, wow. What a great question. I really love the focus on women supporting other women. Mm. And I think that a lot of times, certainly before I worked on this play, I had read the book and I thought about it as a love story between men and women. Mm. Um, But what I've learned through the different productions of this piece is really that it's a love story between sisters and friends and family um, and the encounters with the men in the Austin world really serve to fortify those relationships. Um, And it's so exciting and unfortunately rare to see that on stage today. So that's one of the many things I love about this world of the play. It was fun when I was reading a little bit about you. I also saw that you'd been in a production of Julius Caesar, uh, an all-women version. And I just loved that they were talking about the capacity of audiences to take women seriously at the heart of a play where women aren't usually present. And what you said just kind of spoke to that to my mind. It really to start to reframe who the central experience is and to just experience the story through their eyes and through the love of women and family and, you know, in addition to the beautiful romance. Yeah, and I think um, audiences are really hungry for that. Mm -hmm. I know I am as a performer and an audience member. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that for a long time, women were allowed to perform very specific roles um, in mainstream performance. So that's we have to sort of retrain ourselves not to fit people into those uh, stereotypes or recurring archetypes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this does that incredibly. And I had the same experience working on that 
production of Julius Caesar. Um, I sort of didn't realize how much I wanted to uh, turn that on its head until I was put in the room and given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's funny because the minute I'm directed by a female, I think, oh, right. What is it, what is it like to be directed by a woman uh, in comparison to being directed by a man? And, and what are the... And certainly not only in the gender issue around that and certainly specific human beings, um, but there's just some sensibilities that I've been trained to kind of put to the side that are really my intuition, my own personal intuition. Yeah, and for sure. It's, it's pretty, it's mind-boggling to think how our culture has helped me build up and probably many other performers a way of being that sometimes pushes away some of our own natural talents. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is really fascinating. So you're strange. you're a company member of Bedlam, yes? Yes, I am. And can you tell everybody what Bedlam is? It's really an exciting company. Yeah, um Bedlam is a New York-based theater company. Um and what the mission statement says is that it's focused on the immediacy of the relationship between audience and actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can mean so many things. But I think for me, what that means is that uh, no matter where we are in the creative process, the emphasis is always on what are we really doing in the room and what is the real relationship with the audience? Mm-hmm. Um, no one is pretending that we're acting behind a TV screen or anything like that. We're really trying to build a new world each time with, the real people in the room and the real space we're in, um, the real words we have to tell the story through. Um, and a lot of times that, I don't know, I guess that looks, one thing I love so much about Bedlam is that that looks really different with each production. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the center of that is a group of people who I'm constantly inspired by and challenged by who um, really try to do something new every time they come together. It's exciting to share what the creative process is like with people who aren't working in an artistic industry and that kind of trust. Um, What's that like to continue work with a group of people that you know and come to trust in that way? Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things about company and ensemble um, and why I feel really lucky to get to be a part of that is because it can be really hard and... uh, disorienting to walk into the first day of a new production and not know everyone and sort of start from scratch with every show like that. Mm -hmm. And there's so many great things about that experience, but what company offers is a chance to really know the people involved. And because of that, it's sort of a safer space, but also a more challenging space. You get to kind of move beyond the the introductory stuff pretty quickly Mm. and dive deeply into making really big mistakes and learning from them and trying crazy ideas. And there's also a sense of accountability that people know what the other people in the room can do. And everyone is sort of encouraging the best out of everyone else. Hmm. You're in a company too, right? Right. I'm a a resident at Artist Repertory Theater. And I feel as though those loving relationships that we have at our fingertips – as members of a company, it seems to really transmit in the production. You know, as you said, mm-hmm. you kind of dive so quickly into the deep stuff because you trust, you know, you've worked together, and it's exciting to kind of have those 
loving arms around you in a way. Yeah. And that, I mean, that said, there are always um, new people coming mm-hmm. into the room. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love so much about how Eric Tucker works is that he has a very open room. Um, and in that room, everyone's voice is always welcome. Um, how, how does that look in being, the space? Yeah. Um, so there, you know, on any given show, there are the performers or the stage management team. Some mm-hmm. days there are designers in the room with us. Um, but then there are also people who are friends of the people working on the show currently who just want to stop in for a day or two, um, mm. or people who are working with the company, but aren't ne- necessarily in the room every day who will stop by when they can. And, uh, people who don't know anyone, but heard about the company's work and Eric really welcomes them both physically and also their voice, um, in response to what they're seeing. Hmm. So interesting you know, making space for life and work and in our world, they really cross over so deeply. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever visited Portland? I haven't. Um, I think I may have blown into Portland when I went to Ashland in college, um, ah. but I never spent any time in Portland. You saw the airport carpet. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in Bedlam is committed to the immediacy of that relationship between actor and audience. Um, what kind of empathy do you see created? Do you do you see that in the work? Empathy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me right now, just putting people in the same room mm-hmm. and saying we're all really here and we're really going to tell a story together mm-hmm. um, is surprisingly such a radical act. We're so connected to so many different parts of the world and so many um, different events and people at every moment, which in a lot of ways is really wonderful. And at the same time to then carve out space to say, we're all right here right now. Mm-hmm. And audience perception is as much as just telling the, what the performers are doing or mm-hmm. what the designers have created. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's such an important thing for keeping us in touch with our empathetic selves and continuing to develop that. I love how the piece has so much to say about gossip uh-huh. and how the audience how that's revealed to the audience is really interesting. Do you think people leave with a sense of what it is to speak kindly to others? Is that something that comes to the fore? I definitely think so. And even in the portrayal of these gossips, I think there's sort of an act of empathy and understanding how people get caught up in that. You know, you recognize the toll it takes on the people who are being talked about. Also, how someone can slip into that habit. Mm -hmm. So that chorus of gossips has a journey all its own. Yeah, that's fascinating. How do you think theater is relevant today? Are you seeing a shift in in audience? Wow. Yes, is an easy answer. Right. Um, It's a huge question. I'm so inspired. Yeah. I feel really inspired by uh, a lot of different theaters' commitment to bring different people to the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for a lot of places and companies, that's become its own... uh, daily task, Mm -hmm. but I am really inspired and encouraged by how much a part of the conversation that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just different efforts to make theater affordable and get people in touch with the people who are making the theater and kind of break down the barrier between audience and performer. Yeah, address a lot of stories that haven't been told. And the Jane Austen Sense and Sensibility is such a great example of a piece that is transcendent and speaks to our time and really can add diversity to the mix. And it 
brings so much. Yeah. And I think in this retelling of this now classic story as an audience, and I, I um, saw the show a lot before I took over the role regularly when I was understudying. And I remember that watching it every night I felt inspired to lend my voice more strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that, that comes through in the way Eric has directed this piece um, mm-hmm. and in the way Kate has written it. And in, you know, the bravery of each of the different actors, so many people have touched and shaped this piece now. And I hope that in reimagining something we think we know, people who see it really feel that their that their own voice is valued in that experience. Mm, right. Just one by one. It's exciting. Yeah. And I see also you worked extensively with the city company. And I wondered if you could describe your training there and your work there. I just think it's an incredible organization. It's doing magnificent work. Yeah, I love them. And I feel like between Bedlam and City, I've really been lucky to have those companies as my as my homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was first introduced to the City Company's work when I was at the National Theater Institute. And we had, I think it was like a three-day workshop with some folks who had trained with them. And that's how I met the the... Suzuki and Viewpoints training for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to my college and was determined that once I graduated, I was just going to park outside of City Studio and stay there until they let me learn from them or you know, mm-hmm. however that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just so happened that the year I graduated college, they were starting the very first year of their conservatory program. Oh, wow. um, so that, and I found out and I thought someone was joking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turned out to be real. And I applied to that and then spent nine or 10 months on um, training with them. And that's another brilliant, brilliant group of artists who um, I continue to learn from all the time. I actually just trained with them this morning. They have, I think, the fourth year of their conservatory happening now. And they let alumni come by and drop into training and share in the, in the work that the current classes presenting to that that's another group of people I I love and continue to learn from it actually leads me to my next question which was what are your favorite actor rituals or warm-ups or exercises or ways of being that help you uh, create the space that you need to make your work I really love to get to be in the space before the audience arrives mm-hmm. um, and I try to really throughout the course of the rehearsal process and tech and early previews uh, just really be aware of what my body needs to be the best version of itself through a performance mm-hmm. and kind of warm up each of those parts of myself. Um, but I like to do that in the space and take that in mm-hmm. before anyone else gets there. Hmm. So what's the last thing you saw that inspired you? Oh, wow. I think I've seen so many wonderful things recently. Mm-hmm. But um, I just saw Nora at Player Horizon. Mm. Um, which was written by Heather Rosso, mm-hmm. and it was so stunning. Um, she also stars in the piece and is phenomenal. I wanted to watch her on stage for a few more hours when it was done, mm. but that's such a beautiful story about um, what I really took away from it was how we make a home in a new place mm-hmm. um, and sort of the role that our memory plays in that and the role that our body plays in that. Um, And that was really, really a special experience. Hmm. 
Hmm. Are Are you going to make any New Year's resolutions? Um, for the past few years, I think my resolution is always to go out dancing more, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a silly one, but I really love, oh. I love dancing. Well, um, oh, from the, you know, perspective of body, it's the best. Yeah, exactly. And I think just, um, I love sort of getting a group of friends together and, uh, exploring a new space and mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping to do a lot of that in Portland too, but I, uh. Yeah, I think it'll probably be to go out dancing more will definitely be one of them. Um, there I are, might have a few more by New Year's. There are a lot of really great places, not to mention there are a couple of companies that come to mind right off the bat, Body Box and Northwest Dance Project, where you can take some awesome dance classes not far from where you'll be. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, oh gosh, hip hop and oh ballet and modern and jazz, the whole everything. It's so much fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Body Box, what was the other one? Uh, Body Vox and Northwest Dance Project. So Bedlam creates work and uh, in a kind of a DIY way, you know. What's it like working on those kinds of collaborations? Have you experienced being a jumping off point for a collaboration or uh, what's your experience with those kinds of pieces? Yeah, the thing I love about that is that everyone is always coming from a place of problem solving. Mm-hmm. So... The, the first time Edwin ever did Sense and Sensibility, I think we had one wheeling office chair until we had an audience. Mm-hmm. But Eric had said from the very beginning, all of the furniture is on wheels. So, you know, everyone would sort of pick up a music stand and try to slide a table to approximate the world that was being created. Mm-hmm. And I think that Eric gives the people in the room so much power to be creative problem solvers. Mm. And some of the most wonderful moments come out of that mm. necessity. Um, and that sort of group think and play and how can we create this magical thing from nothing. There's a beautiful thing too, I think, when you're in a process like that of when one of your ideas works and it does make a solution, it's so much fun to have some sense of ownership and joy in making a solution and sharing that with your fellow cast members. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that kind of joy, was, it's palpable. Yeah, I hope so. I think, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and it's hard to sort of describe or manufacture that spirit, but mm-hmm. I think uh, that's, that's one of the things that Bedlam does so wonderfully is really get everyone on the same page about that. Bedlam did two productions of Twelfth Night in mm-hmm. rap, Twelfth Night and What You Will. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I wasn't I was on stage that one. I was assistant stage managing it. But I remember in one of them, we were on, everyone was in white, and they got covered in paint by the end. So mm. part of the logistical problem solving was, where's all the paint going to come from mm. in a 50-seat theater where the audience is on three sides? How can we sort of create that surprise? And just the little moments of oh, I thought of a spot the paint can come from or how that can be a surprising moment for the audience. Mm. Um, and building that all together, there's nothing better than that. You know, that's just the best feeling. I never thought about this, but it's so exciting. Another reason why it's so much fun to help other people who aren't necessarily professional makers of art experience that is problem solving is fun. Yeah. It takes all that <laughs> bad juju off problems. Right. 
Yeah, that's such a great way to put it. Yeah, I never, um, never thought of it before. I'm like, wow, I can maybe have a more fun day today now. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm just thinking about what I'm doing for the rest of the day and how I'm going to do that now, too. Thank you. There for you that. go. Problem <laughs> solving is fun. Go hide some paint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> around the city. (laughs) Speaking of hiding paint, it reminds me of Margaret Dashwood is such a delightful character. What do you love about her? Oh gosh, I love everything about Margaret Dashwood. I learned so much from her. Mm. Uh, And I think she has, she has no, um, I think she doesn't calibrate her feelings, Mm. even though she tries to. She's sort of like the perfect age to really feel and share everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, she's really trying to fit into a world that she doesn't quite understand yet, but she thinks she does. Mm-hmm. So I think that in her own way, she is really trying to problem solve. It's not necessarily in the same way of sort of the, the overall journey of the plot, mm-hmm. but She's really in it for everything and just fighting so hard to be, I think, as in control of her own journey as everyone else in the play is. Mm. I love that. The sisters are so wonderful in the piece. It must be so much fun to play sisters. You guys must really be forging a really lovely relationship when you're doing it. It's so much fun. And right. it's, um, it really does. It is really a new relationship each time and that you know the more shows you do the more real history there is of the funny thing that happened the last show or Mm -hmm. the thing that you know the mistake someone made in rehearsal that we can't ever forget (laughs) um and all of those things are always present in you know the spoken moments but also the silent moments of togetherness on stage will other members of bedlam be coming for this production i know of some local artists who are in it yeah, um, so there are folks who did the show in Boston last year, mm-hmm. or Cambridge, at ART. Mm-hmm. Some folks who have done it in Boston and D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sense was at the Folger. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be a great mix of people from the different locations and then a bunch of new people who I'm really excited to meet. It's exciting, too, for I know as a regional artist, when I go when I have an opportunity to work from with people from out of town, you know, I know Eric Tucker's coming to direct it. So you will open the door to a whole new process with a, a, a structure of some sort. But I imagine it sounds as though the way he works, that this will be a whole new embracing of new problems to solve in a new space. Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, the space will inform it hugely, I imagine. Um, I think the audience configuration might be a little different than it was the last time we did it, so mm-hmm. there will be a lot of new stuff to, to find and play with oh. and, you know, make together. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me. And uh, don't miss Sense and Sensibility at Portland Center Stage January 12th through February 12th. And you can look at pcs.org for more info. And don't hesitate to look at the website for all the wonderful ancillary events they're having. I noticed they're screening many versions of the film and all sorts of fun ways to engage with the play, which is so rich with fun and uh, intelligence and one of the great women writers. So come on out to Portland Center Stage and see Violetta in Sense and Sensibility. 
Thanks Thank so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. been such a joy. Yeah, really <laughs> delightful to talk to you. I'm looking forward. I hope we'll cross paths. Maybe I'll take you to a dance class. Oh, please. I would love that. I would too. That it sounds would, like the best. It would encourage me to go because I keep telling him I have my dance card at Northwest Dance Project and I keep thinking, you've got to go take classes. So it's a good reason. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All so, right. I can't wait. Safe travels <laughs> and have a wonderful holiday and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Adventures in Artslandia. Download the Artslandia app on iTunes where you're going to find a comprehensive arts calendar that's the best in the West. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Artslandia.